Hi everyone and welcome to yet another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. You're here with Samrin today and we are going to look back at Bayern's 1-4 victory over Hertha Berlin in the German capital. So, Hertha started this game with Cholo in goal and um, with a backline of Pekarik, Gechter, Boyata, Dardai and Mittelstadt. Dardai, Mittelstadt, Pekarik, Boyata are, well... Paul Dardai, not Martin Dardai. Martin Dardai is the son of Paul Dardai. By now, our names that you're used to being associated with Hertha. But Gector was new, 17, and uh, his job was to defend Robert Lewandowski. Uh, in midfield, they had Luka Tussard, Vladimir Derrida, and Suat Serdar. And up front, they had Ishak Belfodil and Maulida. Maulida had a pretty inspired performance. I'll tell you. I thought he was pretty good on the day. For Bayern, it was a back three, unfortunately. They had a Manuel Neuer. There was Luca Hernandez, Niklas Zule, Benjamin Pavar, Corentin uh, Toliso, Joshua Kimmich in midfield, Coman, Zane, Muller, Gnabry, the front four behind Lewandowski. So, um, you all know what happened. There was an early goal from Corentin Toliso that was ruled out. The assist would have gone to Muller. It was it was a great setup, and it was a shame it was ruled out because it was marginally offside and it was excellent. Soon after, Toliso would get the first goal set up by uh, fellow Frenchman Coman, and it was a beautifully executed header. Uh, Thomas Muller would add to Byron's goal tally. He would score Byron's second after a clever free kick from Joshua Kimmy. There's some debate about that incident because that free kick should have either gone to Hertha. Or basically, whatever it shouldn't have gone Byron's way, but it did. And I don't think, maybe because I'm a Byron fan, I'm saying this. I don't think it was anything short of what Byron deserved at that time. But Byron would have gotten the second one way or the other. Uh, a third would follow after the break, but it would take a long time for that goal to come. A mistake by Shola would set up Lira Zane, who would score. Byron would add a fourth through Serge Gnabry, who could have had probably a hat-trick today. And um, Lirazani would add a fifth, but it would unfortunately be ruled out. Uh, replays and everything showed that it touched his hand, but I wasn't really convinced that it touched his hand. And I, I, I don't know, that goal was such a piece of... It was such a piece of excellent skill. It was so beautiful that I feel that it should have stood. But then again, my feelings here are irrelevant, and Zane seemed happy with the result. So, moving on. So... Um, some important things from this game. The back three was fairly effective, and so was the mid four, uh, midfield four behind Lewandowski. It seemed that Coman and Zane, although Zane was sometimes more central, um, played as auxiliary uh, defenders from time to time. Coman and Gnabry almost seemed like wingbacks at times. Zane almost a central defender at times, but Initially, in the first half, it looked to me like Kimmich would sometimes slot into right back to make the back three a more hybrid back three four. Um, Byron is fluent. This is this is more commentary on Byron's excellent fluency than it is my understanding of how Julian Nagelsmann set up the team, because today the fluency was just absolutely brilliant. Joshua Kimmich had one of his best games in recent memory. Yes, he hasn't played much. It's been a while. I think the last performance I remember last year was from the thrashing by Borussia Mönchengladbach but um, Kimmich had a very good day today. Tolizo seems like he really wants to stay at the club. He's playing really well. He wants to earn that upcoming contract. 
and it was just brilliant all round. Some things to point out for me on the other side would be that Hatta had their chances, but Hatta does not have a good front man. They let their guy go off to Wolfsburg, and Wolfsburg are now struggling as well. And they, of course, um, let Matthias Cunha go as well. I mean, that one they couldn't have helped. Cunha would have gone one way or the other. Uh, but Hertha had a better strike force last season, which they which they could have used today because Belfodil is quick. Belfodil is is um he's he's got a good sense of positioning, but I don't think he's the front man they need. They last season their front line was much more potent. I don't know if that translated to more goals, but um, had Dodi Lukabakio still been in a hat to shirt, today they could have gotten perhaps more than they did because some of those misses were just oof, unbelievable. But the same can be said with Bayern. A lot of headers went straight at Schwolo, and Schwolo had an excellent day, but Bayern could have had, they had four Mine could have had five, six, seven, eight. You name the numbers, mine could have had them. Other than that, um, I think Benjamin Pava is spectacular in a back three in a way that he is not in a back four. A back four really reveals his deficiencies in that he's not particularly quick, he's not particularly creative when it comes to being a Kimmich type right back but in a back three he seems to really flourish and there was no question about that today Luca Hernandez coming back meant the back line was more stable even though there was that funny collision with Manuel Neuer I'm glad no one got hurt of course but that seemed to come out of nowhere uh, I, I always thought four behind Lewandowski would make the field too crowded but because uh, because Gnabry and Coman changed positions and sometimes ended up being sort of like wingbacks it meant that there was enough space for everyone to operate and the positional fluency of all the players helped I know some of you get down on Gnabry's performances and yes he can look like a world beater on some days and just a very average player on the other days today he was a mix of both he, his decision-making left me scratching my head at times, but he got a fantastic goal. And Gnabry has raw talent. I almost feel like it's a Coman situation from with Kingsley Coman before the Champions League final where everyone knew he had the talent, but sometimes it just didn't translate on the pitch. It happens to Gnabry, and his inconsistency is infuriating, but he's a hard worker, and he's part of the team, and Julian Nagelsmann definitely likes him, and he adds rather than subtracts. So... For now, at least, I think Gnabry deserves to be a part of this team. Um, other than that, Lira Zane um, had a very, very good day. And I just love the fact that he takes so many shots from outside the box. It's almost reminiscent of Bastian Schweinsteiger to me. You have to take that chance. And sometimes nobody at Bayern is willing to take that chance. But Zane is accurate. His shooting is more often precise than not. He gets it right more often than not. And I think I would like Zane to keep doing that because in one big match, one of these days, those that precision, that dangerous left foot is going to come really, really handy. Um, 
Thomas Muller had a fantastic day. Thomas Muller, more often than not, has a fantastic day. There's not much to be said about that. There were assists. There was a goal. It was just fluent. What he there was a situation with Cholo where he tried to sort of lob the ball over him and get it to one of the arriving players, and that was very much along Muller's thinking. Muller does those unusual things that you would expect nobody else to do. Uh, speaking of which, there was a there were multiple great balls played from deep in Byron's half, um, and Byron failed to take advantage of those. Kingsley Coman had a great chance in a counterattack where there was like six Bayern players and I think two Hatta players. And uh, yeah, Bayern did not take enough advantage of that. Later on, there were substitutions galore. We saw Dio Pamecano after a while. We saw Marcel Savitzer. We saw Omar Richards. We saw Jamal Muziala. We saw Paul Vanner. Um, on Upamecano, uh, yes, his error gave Hatta their goal, but I mean, he just he just came back to the team, and I would let that go. But with Upamecano, like I've seen enough mistakes up to this point to sort of make me a little bit wary. I don't think he necessarily is part of Bayern's best backline. If you were to put, um, if you were to ask me about that, I think the central defensive pairing should be um, either. Zule Hernandez or uh, Zule Pava or Pava Hernandez or a mixture of those. I just, I don't think De Upamecano is a part of that. Omar Richards had a very good performance after he came on. He's looking sharp. He's being integrated into the team. I want to thank Julian Nagelsmann for that. I thought this kid was very talented from the get-go and I'm glad to see him getting minutes. Um, on Sabitzer, it was, it's not still clicking yet but it will first seasons are always difficult Sabitzer has to get used to a new role as being the best player off the bench not even sometimes rather than being a starter and a leading figure even though you're on the bench it doesn't mean that you can't be a leading figure Javier Martinez was a leading figure on this team while on the bench um a good example is Eintracht Frankfurt, where Makoto Hasibi is the de facto leader of the team, but he does not always start, depending on who the opponent is. Martin Hinterrega or Mac- Mac- Martin Hinterrega or Makoto Hasibi is the is Oliver Glasner's choice on the pitch. But yeah, Kevin Prince Boateng seems to give Hertha. Uh, some cheerleading from the sidelines although their captain Dedrick Boyada is a very dedicated figure and an excellent captain at that sometimes I feel Hertha doesn't deserve him because well you know Hertha's more entertainment than not but there are some dedicated players on that side overall this was a performance to be proud of it's a perfect performance going into the international break a much bigger test will be RB Leipzig a much improved RB Leipzig who won against Wolfsburg today by two goals I mean who doesn't win against Wolfsburg these days but it was a scrappy hard fight so it'll be a better measure of Bayern's abilities than had to Berlin but for now there is very little doubt about how good Bayern is and has been since coming back from the break 
So, that's it from me, Samrin. As always, thank you for your support and let us know what you think. Be sure to stay tuned to Bavarian Podcast Wars for all of your up-to-date coverage on Bayern Munich in Germany. Follow us on Twitter at Bavarian FB Works, at Jefferson Fenner, at The Barrel Blog, at TommyAdam71, at BFWN, and more. Take care and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>